Welcome to the Wander Learn Podcast. I'm your host, Francis Tapon. In this episode, I review the Bitcoin stock to flow model, which I've already done twice before. I do it once every year around the beginning of May because that's when I originally did it. I did it at the Bitcoin halving. Now, this episode is a little bit more easy to follow if you see it on YouTube, and I'll put a link in the description below. I hope you enjoy it for those who are kind of following the the price of Bitcoin and the various price predictions. It might be a little bit too esoteric and strange for those who are not really following the price, but for those who care about cryptocurrency and the future of it and where the price is going, this could be quite a useful episode. Thank you again for my sponsors for helping me produce this show. Go to patreon.com slash ftapon to become a wanderer. Welcome to the Wander Learn Show. I'm your host, Francis Tapon, coming in from Morocco. In this episode, I'm going to be looking at the halfway point of the Bitcoin halving. The Bitcoin halving, for those who don't know, is an event that happens roughly every four years in which the supply of Bitcoin gets halved. It happened two years ago, and it's going to happen in about two more years. So right now we're in the halfway point. And every year I give an update on the stock to flow model, which I originally critiqued on the day of the halving back in like May 10th of 2020. And when I critiqued it, I got a lot of flack for it. And in fact, last year, still a lot of people were pointing out the fact that it was tracking the model so nicely. So let's listen to what I had to say last year. And I think we're going to see at some point, maybe it's going to happen in early 2022, Bitcoin prices of less than $40,000, less than potentially even $30,000. I don't think it's going to drop below $20,000 ever again, but technically it's possible. But I don't think it's going to drop that far. What I do think is it quite possible that it will drop below $30,000 in 2022. And I think a lot of people don't think about that when they're looking at how it's following the stock to flow price so nicely. And they're thinking, oh, well, it's kept up nicely. And therefore, Francis, you're wrong. And all I say, this is a long race. And don't declare victory. Hold the champagne bottle and wait and see if we can do well through a bear market. I don't believe that there's going to be a super cycle. I believe that ultimately Bitcoin's price is going to get ahead of itself. The market is going to get overly exuberant because that's what markets do. Next year, in May 11th, 2022, I will give you another update and we'll see how we're doing. But I think the mood next year will be far more sober than this year. Are you feeling sober yet? Yes, indeed. For those who are not following the Bitcoin price, it went from about $55,000 when I made that video. And today we're sitting at around $35,000. So a $20,000 decline. It is definitely a much more sober mood and a lot more people are heckling at plan B and saying that his model is broken, flawed, and dead. And two years ago, when I sent one tweet to plan B, he blocked me. The tweet just said, hey, here's my critique of your model. What do you have to think of? What do you have to say about it? It's, I point out the eight flaws that he has in the model. If you want to see the video, click it on the upper right-hand corner. And his reaction was to block me. 
And he was notorious for blocking all of his critics. But nowadays, if you go to his Twitter page, and he's got nearly 2 million followers, he cannot block fast enough because so many people are just ganging up on him, criticizing him, making fun of him because of the fact that his model has completely failed. But it hasn't completely failed, actually, and that's the interesting point. Because, as I pointed out last year, that the model has such a wide range of acceptable values, anywhere between $30,000 and $400,000, that as long as it's within those range over the next four years, everybody's happy and the model is on track. Now, of course, a lot of people were expecting 100,000 Bitcoin because he predicted that there would be 100,000 Bitcoin uh, last year. And he said that the model would be invalidated if they did not hit $100,000 last year. What do you think is uh, the likely price for Bitcoin by the end of the year? And do you think that the bull market ends at the end of the year or does it carry us into the beginning of 2022? Yeah, that's the most uh, asked question. <laughs> uh, I, I would be very, very surprised if Bitcoin price would be below $100,000 at the end of the year. That would well, sort of invalidate my view, my models, and uh, that would that would certainly surprise me. I I do think uh, we will see a price that is uh, at least under the thirty five thousand uh, dollars by Christmas, because uh, that's what my floor model says. And uh, basically, I'm I'm using three kind of models that that all say the same thing. So stock to flow which has 100,000 on average for the entire cycle. And we're, mind you, we're one and a half years into that cycle and with below 100,000 prices. So we'll have to, to spend the next two and a half years um, markedly above 100,000 to make that, that average. I guess we will be above 100,000, above 135,000 at the end of the year, and then we'll continue to grow maybe towards the stock to flow X uh, model targets, 288 uh, or even above. I would not be surprised even to see uh, in Q1 or Q2 next year prices of uh, 300, 400, 500,000 uh, uh, One more thing I forgot to mention was that on May 4th, Plan B came out with a tweet that said that his original $55,000 version of the stock-to-flow model, the first one that I actually criticized a year after he put it out, that one seems to have fit the current data better than the later $100,000 model. I thought it was hilarious because now there are three models, the 55K model, the 100K model, and then there's the what I would call the 288K model, which is his cross-asset model. And each one of those has a wide range of prices massive standard two deviations. So <laughs> with that, he can pretty much say that he's always going to be right because with the 55K model, the price can go down to $20,000. That's okay. The price, if he needs a high price, if he needs a million dollar Bitcoin, he's got the 288K model to pull that one out of his butt. And of course, it didn't get that close to 100,000 last year. And it's even further away this year. But now he's saying, well, it's not invalidated as long as it's within the two standard deviation bands, which, of course, as I just explained, is extremely wide and broad. And that brings me to his moving the goalpost strategy, which a lot of people have pointed out. It's the fact that he's got three models, his cross asset model, which he said confusingly, he said it's not time has been removed from it. So time is not a factor in it. And yet at the same time, he used that model to predict that in 2024, time, by the way, would 
be an, see an average price of $288,000 per Bitcoin average price. And he emphasized average. Of course, he's not talking about that model too much. He's, fall, he's fall, fallen back on the $100,000 average price prediction of his standard model. And here's what I predict next. I think he's going to say, well, if you look at his model, he's got a line there that is meant to be the average price of Bitcoin. So it should be able to fluctuate half the time above it, half the time below it. But now he's just going to say 100,000 will be the goal. So the average will become the goal. In other words, if it hits 100,000 miraculously in the next year or two, then he's going to say, ha ha, I was right. Look, the model is it, it hit 100,000. In fact, he's been so criticized that he's had to resort to talking about COVID and mandatory vaccinations and his whole diatribe against it as a distraction because everybody's poking fun of his Bitcoin predictions. Speaking about Bitcoin predictions, my predictions for have been extremely accurate for the last four years, but this year looks like it's going to be the first year out of five years that I will have completely failed in my prediction. I predicted uh, January 1st, of this year that the year would end at $75,000 Bitcoin. I thought it could go into the $100,000 range potentially. I said I wouldn't be surprised. It does not hit $100,000 this year, but that it would end around $75,000 a year. Well, right now we're around half of that price currently. Therefore, I think this year is going to be a much more sober year. It's going to be a tough year. Uh, it's quite possible and likely, I think, probably about a 70% likelihood that we're going to be in the low 20,000s range this year, perhaps around October, maybe as soon as the summer. The only way that we're going to get to the $75,000 price prediction that I made is that we drop fast and now. In other words, we drop this summer, summer for the Northern Hemisphere, so in June, July or so, August. And then we that gives us about six months to bounce back up and get up to 75000 but that's going to be a tall order, and I think it's exceedingly unlikely that's going to happen. So if I were to update my own price prediction, I'm going to say it's not going to hit $75,000 a year this year. And we'll be lucky, lucky if we get back up to $50,000 by the end of this year. And my prediction was wrong primarily because I did not realize when I made the prediction how tightly correlated the stock market is with Bitcoin especially the NASDAQ with Bitcoin, technology stocks in general with Bitcoin, very tight correlation recently. And had I thought about that, I would have had a much more conservative and lower price target than 75,000 because my stock market prediction for this year was that we would have a net decline of 5%. We'd be losing money in the stock market this year. So I had a strong conviction of that. And I also felt that inflation would hit 10% and that the Fed would raise, uh, would quadruple the Fed funds rate. All these things seem to be coming to pass. And I also said that uh, Ethereum would have a big disillusionment because I thought that the flippening would not happen. And also the merge or the Ethereum 2.0 would not be rolled out on time. It would not make its June deadline. It's not going to, it'll be lucky if it even happens by the end of this year. All these things seem to have been correctly predicted so far. We're looking good on those predictions. Therefore, the Bitcoin prediction seems to be the one outlier in all those predictions. All those predictions were predict were pretty much bearish, and Bitcoin would be bullish. That rarely happens. Usually, everything goes in tandem recently. Bitcoin, Ethereum, stock market, they all kind of go in the same direction, which is surprising for many observers, but that's the reality. I'm not going to declare that the stock to flow model that plan B invented is dead, even though a lot of people already have. 
He said as long as it's within the two standard deviations. So that means around the low point is $30,000. So if it goes below $30,000, he could theoretically himself declare a debt. But I think it's not going to spend much time below $30,000. It's going to stay there for about a month or two, and then it's going to work its way back up again. When it's truly, truly dead, when I will finally pop the champagne bottle, I'm not going to even be happy. I wish it was right, so I'm not going to pop the champagne bottle. When I'm going to declare that I was right and he was wrong is probably around the year 2025, 2026, because the stock-to-flow model then predicts an average price of about a million dollars per Bitcoin. And I think we're going to fall well below that, so far below that we're going to be well outside the two standard deviations. And we might, if we're lucky, have a $100,000 Bitcoin that early. And as a result, that's not going to be anywhere near the million-dollar price prediction of the 2025 to 2028 timeframe or so that he predicts a million-dollar Bitcoin average price. I hope that uh, is helpful. And if you do like this video, please share it and subscribe. If you want to see the original critique of the stock to flow model, go up here in the upper right hand corner where I list the eight reasons why the stock to flow model is doomed to fail. The first five reasons are not super serious. They are notable, but it's the final three reasons, the top three reasons really, that really nail the coffin closed for me. Tell me what you think. This is France Tapon encouraging you to wander and learn. And that ends this episode of the Wander Learn podcast, where we explore travel, technology, and transformation. If you'd like to see the show notes with links to what we've talked about, go to wanderlearn.com and click on this episode. If you'd like to connect with me, just remember F Tapon. That's my first initial and my last name. F Tapon is always my social media username. My website is ftapon.com. Do you want to leave me an anonymous voicemail where you can make a comment or ask a question? Then go to speakpipe.com slash ftapon. Furthermore, if you'd like to get rewarded for supporting my projects, then go to patreon.com slash ftapon. That's where you can pick up some remarkable rewards for as little as $2 a month. Now, five quick favors. Number one, subscribe to the Wander Learn podcast. Two, download it. Three, share it. Four, review it. And five, sign up for my newsletter at wanderlearn.com. Our theme music was composed by Eric Stratman. This is Francis Tapon encouraging you to wander and learn. Thank you.